Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Psychic's Truth with your host, Melanie Rimkus. Join Melanie as she shares her personal experiences as a professional psychic medium and explore the truth of how she and others deliver psychic messages. Where does all this mysterious knowledge come from, and why are there so many different theories? Join Melanie on a journey of self-discovery and thought-provoking conversations with other like-minded individuals in the community. Can Melanie crack the code on how ESP works? And now your host, Melanie Rimkus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Psychic Truth. I'm super excited for the show today. Today, we're going to reach into the world of the paranormal. Now, me as a practicing psychic medium, I definitely am in the aspect of the paranormal, but not into the depths of the person that we're going to be speaking with today. We're going to cover topics like um, exorcisms and the differences between earthbound spirits, lost souls, and demonic entities. This is an area that I do not explore too often on a personal um, basis. I don't often go to houses, um, clear out spirits or anything like that. So we're going to be speaking today with Frederick Marshner, and he is going to talk about the experiences he has had with going through houses. Now, Frederick, he is a practicing psychic medium. He's an exorcist, a healer an ordained minister, a metaphysical practitioner, and he's also a Reiki practitioner, master teacher like me. So I really feel like we can really bond on the psychic medium and then that Reiki part. The most interesting thing about him, I find, is that he is also a clinical social worker and has been practicing for over 22 years. That is a lot of experience working with people and understanding their needs and to be able to merge that with a spiritual world. And that, that to me, that, that is when we're talking about somebody who has a gift. So today, why I brought him on the show is last year in 2018, Frederick has completed 11 major exorcisms and seven of them were in houses. Four of them were on people this year to date. He has already completed five house exorcisms and two people. He's currently working on transitioning earthbound spirits into the light. So I'd like to welcome Frederick to the show. Frederick, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here on the show with you, Melanie. I feel so honored to have this conversation with you. I would really like to start, if you feel that it would be appropriate, that you could tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself and start to go into the depth of the differences. What is an earthbound soul? What is a lost soul? And how do you even know when you're working with spirits that they're just not something that is demonic? Well, it, it are, I look at earthbound and, and a lost soul as being the same thing. It's basically sometimes, depending on who you're speaking to, someone will say it's an earthbound spirit or someone will say it's a lost soul. I learned it basically as being um, a lost soul. We've heard other people use the term earthbound. So that's why... I bring up both of those. So they're interchangeable. Yeah, I look at being interchangeable. And what it is is it's a, 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 someone has passed away, and their spirit or their soul is, like, trapped 
between this life and the next. So they're 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 earthbound and they uh, didn't pass over to God's divine light. So okay. um, there's different ways that this can happen, and uh, and oftentimes we can see this with with people that commit suicide. So if someone commits suicide. What happens is, well, I'll back up a little bit. When we pass away, when we pass away, there's a receiving party. And when someone commits suicide, the receiving party isn't there. What they do is they said they have to send out a rescue party. If the person that passes away moves away from their body and just basically starts, we'll say, walking away or just, you know, Spirit floating away, um, uh, <laughs> they miss the receiving party. They miss the rescue party. So they become earthbound or lost because they didn't stick around long enough for the rescue party to to, to get them to do like a um, uh, you know like a processing of what transpired. Right. To let know that they have passed away. In some cases, they can still believe that they might still be alive. Um, so other ways that this may happen is if someone believes that they haven't lived a good enough life to get into heaven, that they um, basically they become earthbound when they pass away, believing now that they're in hell. Oh, boy. They can basically wander for like many, many years, decades even, um, you know, basically trying to find someone that's willing to A, speak with them, but B, possibly be able to help them. Uh, hence uh, why maybe some could be more malicious and others maybe not, that kind of thought process. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it, in terms of even, you know, you think about it like, some people they've they've been to war, they've done some things that they feel guilty about, that they feel that, you know, now I killed somebody in the course of war that they don't feel like they are worthy to go to hell. Are worthy to go to heaven, excuse me. And so they can get kind of lost in the process of, of the transition. Right. Uh, so, so just to clarify something really quick. So for me when I'm reading people, sometimes I notice the suicides might make it all the time. Um, but sometimes there are people that don't cross. So in your experience or thought process, would all suicides be missing their receiving party or would just um, sometimes, depending? And that would be like for the same thing, like you said, if somebody's just not ready to cross. So there's a party, and I can definitely relate, and I think everybody can. You always hear the experience of sometimes people are in hospice care or, you know, they're a lot older and they're going through that transition. They start talking about um, relatives or people that passed or that their wife is there and their wife passed 10 years ago. So the slower transition or the one that maybe the other side was more prepared for, geared up for, they wouldn't run from as much as like either a quick death or a sudden death or a suicide or something of your choosing where you're just not ready to, to, to ride the train, right? I completely agree with you. In some cases, uh-huh. it, it, it's not every case of suicide that this happens with, it's because it, I've met pe- I've met people that have had family members that had committed suicide, and the spirits have transitioned over into God's divine light, and I tell them that because there's right. some comfort in knowing that that they're in a good place. But in other cases, I believe you're absolutely correct mm-hmm. that in some cases they're just not ready to they're- completely transition. 
when you look at someone that's in hospice um, and they are talking to relatives, um, I look at that, and my complete belief is the relatives are there preparing them to transition over. Um, I had a friend that passed away last week, and um, for the upcoming weeks, he was he had um, uh, end-stage liver failure. And in the weeks up to his passing, his wife was telling me he was, when he was sleeping, he was speaking, um, he was making, you know, basically no sense. He was talking in his sleep, making no sense to her what was going on. And my response to her was, he has spirits around him of his family that have already passed away. Right. How stunning, kind of, right? for this transition. So. That's awesome. That's, that's kind of exciting when you think about it. So that's kind of where we hit that a little topic or a little touching on uh, maybe earthbound lost soul, same thing. So then how do you discern that this is an earthbound spirit or now we got, how do you know when you're, you're touching the demonic energy? So explain that for us. Like, how do you know, like, what's the signs? What's your experience with something that's coming from an energy that is really negative, not earthbound, not lost? So the, the demonic takes on a whole completely different flavor. With the demonic, uh, well, first off, everything goes through by spirit guides. And I work as, a, as an exorcist. Um, uh, I work with a team of spirit guides and an army of angels, literally an army of angels. Uh, the angels have been assigned to me by Archangel Michael, um, the spirit guides, I have 10 spirit guides I work with, and this is, this is the team. So it's not just me walking into someone's house or, or working with somebody. There's a team here to basically help somebody. And when I basically know something demonic going on, it's my spirit guide telling me, it's yes, this is the case. When I know something is being, and it has a different feel to it, completely different feel to physical feel to it for me than if I'm working with, let's say, a lost soul or a, or a bad spirit. So I can feel the presence. So oftentimes when we're working with the demonic, um, we generally we feel it in our stomach. And it's just basically it's this heavy um, feeling in the stomach, almost like your stomach is clipped. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sick, your stomach clips, that type of thing. That's what I feel when I'm working with something demonic. Um, and re- because I've been doing this now for a while, when I actually am doing this work, I don't even notice that any longer. Um, right. Because it's just something now. I'm uh, used to it. I got used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it's also the energy that's flowing through me when it's something demonic is is tremendously more energy flow than with working with anything else, including healing. Now, we can we do mention healing when you're introducing me. Yeah, I'm a healer. Doing an exorcism or doing or work um, doing an exorcism, whether it's a major exorcism or a minor exorcism. The major exorcisms is working with the demonic. A minor exorcism is working with spirit attachments, negative spirit attachments, or what I call bad or parasitic spirits. They're attached to people, or once again, they can also be in people's homes. That's also doing healing. So I'm helping somebody heal by getting rid of these attachments for them. 
it's just another aspect of healing that you don't that you're not doing, but it is all all in all still healing. And I did a, a major exorcism on Friday morning, and the first thing that the person said after the exorcism was over was, "I'm feeling like my energy's coming back. I'm feeling like my old self," because these these um, these types of spirits they sap a person of all their energy. They they can basically make them physically ill. They can make them you know mentally, emotionally ill. And so in, in helping her by doing this exorcism, I helped her heal so that she could be the person she's meant to be in this lifetime. Right. I mean, when you're talking, I, as like I said, I don't really work too much in, in um, that realm. They are all interconnected. But when I'm reading people, there's definitely a vibrational energy. When you're talking to somebody that would be considered a cross spirit, yeah. uh, there's a vibrational energy I always call them like the higher up feeling, a little different that's a little bit different. Then there's the one of the earthbound. And to me, that energy kind of always sits around my waist. And talking to them, I don't like to actually, I really don't like to talk to earthbound spirits because to me there's an essence of um, draining, um, yeah. almost like the belly flip, almost. But mm-hmm. I do know that um, from experience, from learning, from reading literature and just being in this field, when you're looking at something that's really demonic, I mean, an earthbound could probably wipe energy, hang on it, and suck it a little bit. But that yeah. demonic energy, like you could be getting migraines um, if you're susceptible within a certain aspects of illness. That could create yeah. it, relationships and households. All of a sudden, there, there's addictive behavior. The husband takes it on or the wife takes it on. So it's mm-hmm. to be warned. So what are just – could you give us a couple of signs that you've noticed in, in the houses um, and the people that would be um, – precursors to, you know, it's almost like you Google a, a medical condition, all of a sudden everything's wrong with you. But what are some really serious ones that you could discern that, yeah, this is something that somebody might even want to reach out to you, call sure. or reach out to some kind of an investigator about this? Sure. So first off, I want to put out there that oftentimes the earthbound or lost souls can come across as initially being bad spirits. It's because they're okay. trying to get your attention. And the more you try to push them away, the, uh, the, the, the more energy you're giving them to use against you to, to get, try to work to get more of your attention. I've found that earthbound spirits have to be approached with love. So that's how I approach, that's how I approach them because they need something. Need, and what you're feeling is you know, when the, you know, you're working with them, that they're grabbing at some of your energy they're trying to get your touch because they want help and mm-hmm. so it's so oftentimes when first when people first experience them they're like there's this bad spirit around me and i don't know what to do about it that type of thing so um in terms of let's go to the opposite end when we look at the demonic um some oftentimes they can start off it, it, before someone can become um possessed in most cases it's like a years-long process. So initially, it could be that they're moving, they're moving small objects on somebody. So mm-hmm. it basically is called deport and opport. So deport is they're taking, let's say, an object like your phone, and they're moving, and they basically they make it disappear. That's a deport. If okay. you find it someplace else, eventually it's been apported to that spot. They can do this with phones. They can do it with keys. They can do it with 
I'm looking, standing here looking at my coffee cup, something about the size of my coffee cup. Not really anything larger than that, though. Now, that would be demonic doing that, not earthbound. Uh, um, not earthbound. Earth, okay. But bad spirits right. can actually, some really strong bad spirits can uh, deport and deport stuff. Wow. And okay. The demonic absolutely can do this type of stuff. Um, so it, often what how the symptomology becomes is you yelling at your spouse, where did you put my keys? I mm-hmm. left them right there on the coffee table. Where are they? Where did you left them with my keys? Right. <laughs> that type of stuff, right? So, or, sure. Or where did you put my phone? How come you should never, you know, you talking to your kids, you should never touch my phone. And you and they're like, well, I didn't do anything. We, yeah, we didn't touch your keys. We didn't touch your mm-hmm. phone. You know, and then it, it's like, well, and, and it could be that it's been moved from like, let's say, a coffee table to an end table. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, you must have done it. So the symptomology here is, is things are being moved around. There's no explanation for things being moved around, and you're, and it's basically, it's starting like fights in, within the family. Okay. Okay. So usually, what these entities do is they go after one person. And it's the, it's it has one person that's a primary. Uh, so when you look at the demonic, it has one person that's a, pri- a primary target, and the, all the other ones are kind of like secondary targets. So the situation was I did a, a major exorcism on Friday. Her situation was um, started a year ago. This spirit usually they it's they build up steam over the course of. That's my experience. It's been about four or five years to build up steam to basically possess somebody. Wow. This entity over the course of a year possessed her, full possession. So um, usually, and so it was very aggressive. And I figured if, it, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been called to intervene, she would have been dead within another year. But what she was dealing with was, she, um, <clears throat> the dogs were being affected. Um, her boyfriend was being affected. It was going after her primarily, but it was basically moving things around the house. Um, it had uh, worked to lower her, you know, we talked about vibration level, her energy levels. It was basically pushing her to be physically ill. It was making her look mentally ill where there was no past history of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, she would sound crazy to somebody if she was talking like this. Absolutely. Her, her boyfriend left telling her, and this was recently, her boyfriend left, it was like two weeks ago, telling her, I'm not coming back until you get mental health. Until you go seek out mental health counseling, I'm not coming back. She was attacking her boyfriend. She yeah. was literally attacking him. She was what she said to me on Friday was she was throwing weights at him when um, the boyfriend would look at her in the eyes and her sister would look at her in the eyes. They were her. They couldn't see her eyes. They just saw red where her eyes were. Uh, this is all signs that someone is really, really <laughs> in danger. Wow. Uh, and she had actually been dragged across the floor 15 feet. So um, there was another, uh, I'm giving you examples here. So right. there's another person I had worked with, she was seeing every, in the, she could no longer look out the windows at night. Now she lives in, she lives, she lives out in like 
she's about 20 minutes from Allegheny um, okay. the State Park. And so she she lives out in the countryside. She couldn't look out her windows anymore because every time she went to look out the window, there was a dark, ominous figure, figure looking back at her. Um, they had an infestation of flies that they couldn't get rid of. That reminds uh, me of Amityville Horror in the window, right? Yeah. So, I mean, some of the stuff that we see on TV is very much real. So right. she had had an infestation of flies they couldn't get rid of. It was trying to keep her in the house, and there were a couple things that it was doing to keep her in the house. So not this summer, but the summer before. They had more snakes than anybody ever seen in that area, including rattlesnakes. Now, there's rattlesnakes in Allegheny, but they don't really travel far outside of Allegheny. Right. But there's rattlesnakes on her property. And she even had neighbors commenting, I've never seen so many snakes before in my life as to what they were seeing last summer. Too many uh, synchronicities of too many events pairing up that look really clearly like something's going on. You need help. The biggest one for her was um, she has, you know, how usually like in stairwells you have like, you have like a small landing in between the, the stairs. Yeah. She had a straight shot of stairs going down from the second floor to the first floor of her house. Well, she took two steps down and she was thrown 15 feet and mm-hmm. um, had a severe break to her ankle. So the sign. Yeah. So there's there's all of these signs that that they that she was getting that there's something there. There's all these signs that people get that there's something there. Hi. Just like you see in the in the movies and on TV shows, right? The spouse is going, ah, it's all in your head. There's <laughs> nothing. There. You know what I mean? It's, they, it's people don't believe until stuff starts happening to them. My, as I, oh, if I can only get one thing across today, and I would encourage it: believe your spouse, believe your children when they say something is going on. Right. Believe them. It's paramount that you believe people when they say there's something in my room at night. It's paramount when you, for you to believe them because there is stuff that's going on. Children can see whether it's bad or good or whatever. They, they, they're closer to the other side. Little children, they, when they see stuff, they're seeing stuff. And it's not, it, it may not be an imaginary friend. Right, like everybody um, claims it is. Oh, they have an imaginary friend. It's cute, is it? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I saw stuff as a kid, and my parents were like, oh, it's just the lights from the wagon's parking lot next door. And it was like, really? It's like I have all these, what I looked at as being shadow figures in my bedroom. And over time, you know, as kids, you filter the stuff out because no one believes you, so you stop, you know what I mean? And so, right. and you know, we've all had our experiences, I think, like that. Unless you have parents that are, are like, you know, psychic mediums or whatever, you've had experiences like that. So. Right. This is this is pretty incredible. So, if there's some people listening that are like, "Wow, this 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 is resonating with me personally," or I know somebody that had that, people can reach out to you, and you can do like a phone consultation with them. Correct. Yes, because I'll be able to get 
um, I'll be able to get information from their spirit guides through a phone conversation. I can't get that through texting. Right. I can get some information through email. The best way, the quickest way for me to get information is to is to be in front of the person. Obviously, secondary to that is a phone conversation. So, or or even like Skype or something along those lines, because my spirit guide will connect with their spirit guide, and I get everything that's going on. I had a phone conversation with um, a woman last week. And she believed that there was some stuff going on in her home, and we were talking about it. And she was saying that she was waking up and she was screaming, and you know, um, she was having some night terrors. And I was able to discern from this phone conversation that there was nothing bad going on in her home. Um, mm-hmm. There were some previous owners that were there that basically were still around that she was hearing. And I just said to her, in terms of the previous owners, you ask them to basically respect that this is now her space. Your house, yeah. Um, and in terms of the night terrors, there was actually some old material, um, traumatic events that she needed to work through in counseling. Her spirit guide was actually pushing it, feeling it was now the appropriate time for her to work on this material. So, um, you know, if you live in a house, like my house is 1925, you're good, and chances are, if you're living in any type of older home, you're going to have some spirit activity or some ghost activity going on. Um, and I do, I, I basically separate. There's a difference between spirit activity and ghost activity. Ghosts are basically repetitive energy. You, you won't be able to communicate with a ghost. They basically they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. There's no communicating with them. Spirit is something that you can communicate with. So I have both going on in my home. So mm-hmm. the spirits in my home, like I can tell you, there was a, I was in the kitchen doing some cleaning and I heard talking in the living room. Now, mind you, there was no TV on, there was no radio on, there was nothing on. I went out to the living room, there was nothing, no one there. They come in to find out that it was the, the original owners of my home are still there. And they're try, they, they are extremely respectful. They, they leave us alone. They're basically, we're sleeping together in the living room having a conversation. Right. <laughs> Right. Or if we're not home, then and the house for them looks like it did when they lived there. It's just their, it was a happy place for them, and you know that type of thing. Um, I've had encounters with the husband and the wife. The husband thanked me for the work I've done on the house. I've done a lot of work on the house, um, and, and the, uh, I haven't had an account- encounter with either in years. But the last encounter with the wife was that I was, the, the dining room was a mess because I was putting new windows into the dining room. And I just said to her, it's, I, mean, I could feel her anxiety. I said, you know, right. everything's fine. I'm going to put it back. Don't worry. Everything looks back to normal. You see I'm putting these windows in. And I felt that anxiety kind of go away. She just needed to, to hear something, you know what I mean, a positive response. Right. So, Excellent. But so what, it, uh, go ahead. No, it's okay because we're going to wrap it up soon. But I do want to tell people something. If they do want to reach, if you want to reach out to Frederick, you can reach out to him at um, www.leadingtowellness.com. And you could also email him at spirit-warrior at hotmail.com. And I want to really put it out there for everybody, Frederick, that when you're looking for somebody, you want to look for somebody that has experience and knowledge like you do. 
than just going to someone who's going to come and investigate the house and stir up spirits because this is probably something you don't want to mess with. So if any of this resonates, I really highly recommend that you reach out to, to Frederick and, and see if he can help discern what's going on. Any last thoughts at all, Frederick, for the listeners? You know what? Um, I, I think that there is a lot more of that in the short period of time that we haven't been able to cover. And um, if anybody has any concerns that they may have something going on, whatever it may be, you know, send me an email. Um, <clears throat> look at my website. Send me an email. Um, if, if you need any help, feel free to drop me a line, and I'm there to I'm there to help whoever needs help. Um, and you know, I, I think that's pretty much it. Right. I would look forward to reconnecting to delve into this deeper in the show in the future. So. I just want to thank all the listeners so much, and uh, thank you, Frederick, for helping me explore into a little bit of, of, of the truth of the paranormal, the truth of earthbound spirits, and um, the difference between them and demonic energy. And for all the, so, Frederick, thank you so much, and for all the listeners, please connect with me. You can connect with me if you have Apple under podcast. This is connected over. Just go to the Psychic's Truth, or feel free to follow my blog talk radio show and everybody have a wonderful white light filled day bye everyone